This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, away we go. Back into it. Uh, the panel is David Wills, Peter Sherman, and Stephen Holliday. And here's a topic certainly worthy of consideration where it's divided, or at least it's a spawn-divided opinion, where the Ford government, according to sources, is uh, looking for ways to expedite uh, the process of evictions in Ontario. And uh, some who are fearing that this just opens up the sluices at both ends and allows him to kick people out of their properties and uh, go into, give the landlords a a premise or pretext to increase rents, while others are saying uh, that what it does is open up affordable housing or unaffordable housing. Uh, And so this is the good side. Good side, bad side. David Wills, I'll throw it quickly around the horn. Uh, How do you see it? Well, I, d- I don't think it does what people are saying that it, that it does do. I think there is a problem with the pro- process for both tenants and lords with the Landlord-Tenant Board. So I think attempting to clean that up is a good idea. It doesn't increase in afford- affordable housing because that unit will now be vacant and they can charge whatever they want. So it doesn't actually increase the stock, but it does get people out who maybe shouldn't be in there that are maybe just squatting on those properties. There's a whole bunch of things that happen where, it, yes, it will free that up, but it's not going to be for affordable. It won't do anything for that. So it's then disproportionately favoring the landlord? Uh, no, not necessarily. It, do, it doesn't benefit anybody, really. All right. And it's also not, it, doing this isn't going to open up enough to make a noticeable difference. All right. Uh, how do you see it, Peter Sherman? I think that uh, landlords have been taking it in the neck for a long time. And I know that the left side is going to say, uh, and it's already been said by the NDP, oh, poor people, they can hardly even find a house, and then the landlord is going to be on their head. You know what? It's, it's not fair to invest your money uh, in a building and then rent out that building or a unit or 10 units or whatever it happens to be and then have somebody sit in it and not pay rent or bounce checks on you for a year and not be able to get rid of them. It's also not fair for somebody to rent an apartment and then release it in contravention of anything he signed um, as an Airbnb, and we're seeing that stuff going on as well. So I think that uh, there has to be some redress. I'm not saying um, every landlord is good, every tenant is bad. I can tell you from personal experience, just having leased a place finally for myself and my wife, uh, and and we're not we're not uh, at the low end of the income scale. The amount of material that we had to supply to show that we were good for the money was unbelievable. Uh, and the reason for that is there are so many people who have things to rent that just don't want to get screwed. All right, uh, Stephen Holiday, I'm kind of curious. I mean, is this going to open things up for more affordable housing? Yeah, I think it's going to have a positive effect, and here's why. <clears throat> I hear over and over again from landlords that it's it's tough being a landlord in the city. Um, they're not there to uh, provide social supports for rent. They can't afford when people miss the rent. And the more layers of red tape we've gone on, more of them are driven out of the market. And remember, not every landlord is this giant apartment building with gazillions of units. There's small uh, landlords that have one or two units in a, in a duplex or a triplex or even a basement apartment that you know are afraid of getting into the, into the business. One thing we learned in the short-term rental discussion is there's tons of places getting converted over to the Airbnbs of the world because the landlords there say, what am I going to go through this headache for and have somebody not pay? I'll go through this other system. I'll make just as much money, if not more, and I get no headaches because if I have a bad tenant, they're gone in a day. So anything to entice more landlords back into the market, and I'm not saying I want to encourage landlords to push people out and treat people unfairly. I don't think that's what this is all about. I think it's offering them a little bit more protection, a little bit more expediency that if somebody's not paying them the rent, out they go and get somebody else in that will pay. 
Tell me just quickly, how practical is it where uh, the city has proposed, I guess, freeing up 11 properties for 10,000 affordable housing units? Is that on plan? Uh, well, it's it's working its way through, and we're setting up conditions that will attract developers who will want to build buildings over there, take some incentives from the city, and make some of those units affordable. Where it gets dangerous, and this is where we went through it at Council, is if too many cooks get in there and start spoiling the broth and layering on these other social layers and requirements, we start to s- scare the free enterprise out of the market. So uh, keeping it as a, a clean program, as a program that you know everybody sees a benefit into, could end up with some affordable housing. Then it, that ends up being a good thing because it uh, takes pressure off of social housing and gives a people an avenue out of social housing into something different. All right. Almost out of time, but I wanted to throw this one quickly around because uh, it came to my attention that the House of Commons Heritage Committee recently approved a measure, uh, this was Tuesday, to make the last day of September a National Truth and Reconciliation Day. The idea was to make it a uh, statutory holiday. Now, I don't know exactly what that's going to mean when fully implemented, but I'm guessing, uh, since this is one of the tenets of the 94 Principles of Truth and Reconciliation, would you support a statutory holiday, even if it means, like, everybody takes the day off, banks are closed, and so on and so forth, September 30th, David Wills? I'm not against it. You know, I'd like another day off. Um, and as I'm an I'm an employer as well. Mm. You know, we will survive. You spread the workload over the days around it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt that way. I think the more important thing here is that it does give us. You know, if you really listen to to people who who were part of that process, what they want, they don't want an apology. They don't want comp- that's not what this is all about. They want it to be recognized as part of our history as well as part of their history. And I think this would achieve that. All right, Peter Sherman, how about you? I mean, even if it means a full day off for all concerned? I'm not for another statutory holiday. I'm for what they want to do. I'm for this day. But when I when I saw this story, I took a look at things and I thought, hmm, family day, May 2-4, whatever that means anymore, used to be the <laughs> Queen's birthday. Easter Monday in Quebec is a holiday. The first Monday in August, so-called Simcoe Day or bank holiday. Um, these are all holidays. And if you don't believe me, Boxing Day is another one, um, which is unique to Canada. If we want another statutory holiday, and, and that means the post office is closed, the banks close and we in radio get to work <laughs> uh, along with a lot of other people. I think we're doing the, the wrong thing. We've got too many as it is. Change one. All right. Well, uh, there is one holiday that we would be remiss if we didn't include, and that's Stephen Holiday. The real one. <laughs> the, the real McCoy. Uh, all right. Well, a statutory holiday, meaning uh, either we take the day off. Look, Remembrance Day itself in Ontario, Quebec, Northwest Territories is not uh, it actually has the support of the Legion for kids to stay in school because yep. they do a better job of uh, reminiscing and all the rest of those things with projects. Maybe that's the point or purpose of this whole initiative. Yeah, we're looking at my notes here. That's the exact point I wanted to raise. Look, I, I, I agree that we maybe don't do enough to uh, celebrate uh, in Indigenous culture and history in this country. I think we can do more, but I'm not sure that a stat holiday is going to achieve that. I, I, Remembrance Day is a day where we, we think about something, but it has no, uh, no, um, 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 it's not a stat holiday in law. It's not required to be taken off. And the, the efforts put around recognizing the importance of Remembrance Day through the school system, through ceremonies, through different things we do is what gives it life. And heck, you know, at the end of the day, employers have to eat the cost of another stat holiday. And there might even be negative sentiment that comes out of that. And uh, I don't think that's a winning proposal. All right. It didn't out of David Wills, and he's uh, an employer as well as 
whatever else. I guess I'm the only one who's not a get off my lawn uh, <laughs> approach on this one. So, got groan. There seems to be uh, pretty much a consensus that a day of recognition is due. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just how we want to approach that, and I think, uh, well, me and Stephen Holiday probably had the right answer. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, everybody everybody had a good answer uh, right across the board with all these topics worthy of discussion. I appreciate very much. I'll be taking some holidays next week, and uh, we do have, of course, Family Day on the uh, 18th. I think, Sherman, uh, you might be in for me at that point. I might be. All right. Well, we'll leave everybody in suspense. It's always great to have that as a hook. Uh, We'll talk Talk to his agent. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to everybody again next time. Appreciate you coming in. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.